Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Further to do, I want to bring on my guest, Bishop Wellington Boone. Bishop, how are you doing tonight? Awesome. I'm, I'm, I feel awesome just listening to you, though. Awesome, awesome. You know, my, he says, man, there is an anointing on you, and there is so much energy on you, and that is just so amazing, too. Oh, come on. I love it, Bishop. And I want to say people that don't know you guys, you don't realize Bishop is mine and Nino's spiritual father and spiritual covering. So Bishop has helped us since the very beginning. We've been together since I believe 2012, maybe the beginning of 2013. Um, And Mm -hmm. he is our Bishop when we have questions, when we need help, when we need a covering. He's been there. He supported us. He's sows into me financially on a constant basis, times where he'll come and preach for us. And then he sows into me. So I'm telling you, he is a real Bishop, he is a real spiritual father. And Bishop, you know this, but some of the viewers don't. A lot of the churches that I've preached at, especially the large churches, I've gotten in those places because they said, Bishop Boone came to our church and would not stop talking about you, so we had to get you in. So I want to say, Bishop Boone, and, and Nino was texting me here a minute ago, on behalf of me, on behalf of Nino, we honor you, Bishop. We love you um, that you have poured into us. And I am, this is the least I can do is to help share this platform of what God is doing And I really, guys, I want you tonight, please, I I can't say this enough, guys. I've linked his uh, his Facebook page in the description. I need you guys all, before the night's over, you don't have to do it right now, but before you get off the stream tonight, I want you to go follow his page because he recently started streaming and he's an animal, okay? As he would say, he calls me an animal. He is an animal streaming twice a day. I'll sometimes be fishing at 5 a.m. and I see that he's streaming and then before I'm going to bed, I see he's streaming and he's not just getting on there, you know, hearing himself talk. He is preaching the word of God. The stuff he's saying, nobody else is saying. And I know hundreds of pastors. I watch all the televisions. I watch all the the popular preaching. Nobody is saying what Bishop's saying. Um, He is, I'm telling you, God is doing something through him. So please, I want you guys tonight, when you start following him, to get in his streams and engage with what he's saying. Get in there, say, hey, I follow you from Isaiah Saldivar's stream. I love it. I know some of you followed him from last time, but before he wasn't streaming the way he is now. So I, that's why one of the reasons why I wanted to bring him back on is because I want you guys to follow what God is saying and what God is doing. So please, I can't ask you enough. Be a part of this. Bishop, we love you. We honor you. Um, as I told you, you know, the floor is yours. I would love for you to share what God is saying to you, what God is doing with you, and um, you could just take it away, Bishop. Thank you. But again, I just want to say I love you, and and I love what God's put on you. It's just, it's real. And I think right now, though, not just the millennials, but the America and the world is looking for what's real. They don't want no hype. And you're not hyping anybody. And your words, the whole world. And... The truth of the matter is, us oldies like me, we can be comfortable that the future is assured by the level of dedication that God has on your heart and the people who are coming around you. And I thank God for it. And uh, yeah, it's a blessing for me to talk about it. I talk about what God is doing through you, though, Isaiah. It's a blessing for it. And when I saw you and I heard that word, and uh, the first time, I said, that's it. I mean, yeah, I wanted to see where you were. I wanted to see who was 
helping you, who was assuring you. And, and then I also wanted to make sure you stayed away from nonsense. Mm. You didn't become uh, a religious kind of person who was a professional preacher. I, I wanted you to uh, not have to be around those kind of people. And you did, for those people who are like, you know, kind of on their own, you did submit and you got the opportunity to go. I remember when one of my, another one of my, he said to be a son, but they wanted you to go to Nigeria. And this was one of the largest churches in Nigeria. Their prayer meeting has 3 million people in attendance. And it, it wasn't time. And you agreed to that. So you weren't just trying to be popular. You weren't just trying to go to a place because they were large. You wanted to go where there was a genuine hunger, where there could be transformation, and that those, those people wanted the word and they, they weren't worried about how long. Let me just make a quick statement about that. You know, um, <clears throat> when you think about the accommodations that so many preachers, I mean, that's their strategy, are doing with people. I mean, it's gonna be 50 minute service. It's gonna, I understand that. But the toleration level of people can standard that we use for the word God's giving us. And uh, this morning I commented on, people said, well, he preaches too long and can this be shorter? Listen, two things. One is maybe they should have gotten their instructions from you rather than from God so that you could uh, decide for them how long they should preach and what the content should be. Under God, Listen, then you should be there and thank God that you have somebody giving you the truth. If they're not of God, you shouldn't be there. What you, somewhere where you got to suggest to them to make it short. Well, who do you, what is that? See, and then the other thing I realized that in those churches where the people won't accommodate the truth, the revival is not coming through you. Just nothing is going to really happen. Jesus offended almost everybody he talked to, and it cost him something. Peter said, we left all to follow you, and the word was exactly. What else? You think you should leave half? I'm going to give my whole life, and you're going to give half of yours? Wow. And so you got this kind of thing in America where revival is going to come to people that put everything else as a priority. So, no, you are raising up a generation of godly people. You know, I'm thinking about John Wesley and the effect that he had. Whitfield was one of his people at Oxford with him, uh, you know, and uh, those guys made a pact together for dedication to really give all. And they would make a commitment to get up at 4 a.m. You know, they made a commitment to not to even marry unless they talked to each other about who they were going to do it, that, that they would be interviewed by each other. They made a commitment to reach, go to the prisons and reach the poor. Now, these are intellectuals at Oxford but they made a commitment to be all in with God right from the very beginning. So, and then what happened is scores of people started following them like they're following you. Now, there's a difference, though, between, say, Whitfield and, and Whitfield also helped in, in the awakening here in America. But let me just say this. Whitfield had followers, but the difference between Whitfield and, and Wesley is that Wesley identified his followers they become, they became, Francis Asbury became one of them, and the Methodist circuit riders that over here in America was a follower of John Wesley. 
Whitfield did not um, consummate his followers and organize them so that they could take his messaging. Now, you know, I know that people listening to you that may say, I love what he preaches about this. I love it. Well, no. Do you learn what he's preaching? Wow. Because that's your food. What The revelation that God's giving him, if you have a, a heart to hear, an ear to hear, then that word belongs to you, not just for you to consume it, but for you to become it. See, when he says in Deuteronomy, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You got to say that this man right here is the mouth of God. Come on. He, he's the editor of the word. He's a recipient of it. And he is saying what God's given him to say. And that's what that is. And then if you receive it, then that becomes your food. You're becoming that word because the word is living. It's not just letter. And it's not primarily for the head, it's for the heart. And so as you receive the word in your heart, transformation happens from the inside out. And so you don't have to measure by externals. You measure, you measure by internals. And you can see what God is doing by what you're allowing him to reveal in your own heart. And the confusion about what's going on in the culture, let me tell you, I was reading before uh, I came on. I, I put it on my stream this morning. The song America the Beautiful. Have you ever, have you ever, do you remember that song? Watch this by Catherine Lee Bates. And it's a prophetic vision about beautiful cities unto God. Watch wow. what it says. Oh, oh, beautiful for a patriot dream that sees beyond the years, thine alabaster cities gleam undimmed by human tears. America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. When's the last time you even heard that song, right? Wow. This is the dream. This is the Puritan ethic. We, we are a global icon for the call of God to the world. So let me just discuss for a minute a couple of things about what's going on in the culture. Come on, well, Bishop. I'm going to be biblical with you about it. Watch. You can't listen to medical doctors and listen to the polling and do the Great Commission mandate, what God said. You can't do it. See, they're changing. The latest one, I'll say, I said the latest thing that I just heard on the I heard it on one of the news services. I heard one of the medical doctors say, WHO are not, is now saying that you can't get the corona from people who don't have the symptoms showing. Mm. That, that's the latest word. They said it's passive, that somebody could have it, and that it's dormant, and that later on you get it seven days later. No, they, they're, they're, what they've discovered now, WHO is saying this. This is in the news today. Can't get it that way. Prior to that, remember, they said take the gloves off because when they thought you needed gloves on, you couldn't get it from materials. You couldn't get it from materials. I mean, you can go on and on. They lied to us. So what I, what I understood is this, and I want to say to every person listening to me, mm. your lifespan relates to your destiny. Wow. If you're all in with God, you're not going to die until you fulfill the reason he created you. If God lets you die by catching a coronavirus and you're doing God's will and you got it doing God's will, like say God made you a pastor, said gather the people and you can gather the people and you don't because you're afraid, then you're believing something, you're believing you're going to get the corona. 
But if you're believing that God has you gathering the people, they're being transformed by your messaging, then let's say you die. Let's say you get it and die. Well, you died a martyr. You died in obedience. You don't look at death as a promotion. So death is negative to you as a real Christian. Well, let me give you scripture. To be absent from the body is to what? Be Come present on, with the... So it's like Clint Eastwood. If I die doing God's will, he's just made my day. I don't go into darkness. I go into light. I, I'm, I'm immediately in the presence of all the glory of God. I love to talk with you about all that that's going on in that realm. And, and so let me just say this. So people aren't afraid to get the corona. They're afraid to die. They don't want to die. Wow. And you, but Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave. So your bonus relates to your living for God. So you're not going to die. The grave, there's nobody in the graves when they have the casket. Like this, this guy uh, that just died, and they had his funeral today. I think this is probably the last one they've had. And they, there's nobody there. Wow, Bishop. There's nobody there. He's either, he's either absent from the body, he's with heaven. I don't know whether he was saved or not. Or he's in the fiery furnace burning. I don't know. But he's not in that grave. Jesus already defeated the grave. And hell was not made for believers. Mm. The devil and the are going to go to hell. The, the fiery furnace the bottomless pit falling down into that dimension without ever reaching bottom at a pace beyond any speed you can ever think of. Screams, uh, smell, everything dirty is there in hell. And so look, let me just say this. So the sin that's in America is actually, sin is dirty to God, it's filth. So when you get born again, you get clean. And so I'm telling you in these nations before the corona, Look, Corona was a flu for the China for the Chinese people. Look, man, they're dirty. They're dirty because they're not saved. They're not dirty because they're Chinese. But so was America. Listen, I was in a restaurant. Just, just, uh, I won't call it out. But I was sitting in the front, and they opened up the door to the kitchen. And then when you looked at the floor of the kitchen, it was so filthy. There was food underneath the stoves and all over the place. And I'm thinking. And you're bringing me clean food out in a from a dirty environment. You get wow. clean. No, you get clean from clean. You don't get clean from dirt. Come on, Bishop. And because you've been born of God, you've been you're clean. You're clean in through and through, and you consecrate yourself into the cleanness. See. And now let me just say this. So all the stuff that's going on in the culture that, that not only the corona but the, the what happened. Listen, I wrote a book that covers this. My first book was on, it's called Breaking Through. And Miss Ellen would probably know what I'm going to say. It's, I'm going to give that away for free too. Wow, come on, Bishop. But Breaking Through is the word bial parazine. It's, he's the Lord of the breaking through. And the very essence of being born again is conflict resolution. In other words, I first resolve in Christ the conflict between God and man. We're on our way to be eternally separated from God. Jesus made a way we can have access, be born again, and get into the heavenly dimension and then live out of that world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. Our from another world. The manner that he gave the natural Israel that was physical and visible 
has been superseded by the manner that comes from heaven, which is spiritual and invisible. And you are becoming the awesome person you are by the food you eat. You are what you eat. So if you are carnal all the time, if you're worried about, if you're nervous, if you, if you are um, concerned about all these natural things, that's because you're listening to nonsense that gives you a, an aptitude, a mentality for that. But if you feed on the substance of revelation and you, you're, you're focused on what God is doing, then that's your substance. Then the devil is under your feet. Okay, now I'm just I'm just saying, people, Christianity is real. Not, this is not religion. This is reality. So if you see a young man like this that's talking to you like this. Now it's not just millennials. I I, I want to say that too. I've talked to people even recently about him. I, I got a friend of mine, Philip Cameron. He was he's on the board of Jim Baker's organization right now, and Philip might be listening to me on here right now, but. I was telling him about this young man. His word is not culturally limited. The access that he has from heaven is an access that penetrates hearts that are good ground. Doesn't matter what, it's irrelevant. And that's what I heard. When I heard that, I said, mm hmm, there it is. And God himself, like Elijah thought that he was the only one left and that he was the remnant. And God said, no, 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 I got 7,000 over here in this city. He's one of those ones. God did, look, the, he didn't know that it, the issue was that God had people just as serious as he was. God, he didn't know them. He didn't know they existed. I'm telling you, no matter what's going on in the, out in the culture like this, you don't know who the remnant is. But I'm saying that as I have observed this young man, I said, I got a young man that's 19 years old just as serious about God as I am. I said, look at this. So I wasn't going to run from him and say, oh, well, God bless him. Be warned. I'm going to say every resource that I have. So I want to say this. Not only my journey with God is huge, and it, it is important. It's an important manuscript. And my assistant that's listening to me is an editor for this. And I was asked, the only thing that's keeping it from being in, say, Regent University and their School of Theology is they have to make it into a curriculum. It's 400 pages. Wow. And I don't do that. So, and their staffing is not, not able to do it. Otherwise, if you go to the School of Theology at Regent University, you get this book. You're getting a chance to get it for free. Come on. It's a creation journal. And here's the point. You're saved from hell, but you may be living below the level of your birthright. Wow. You are of God but you never had eternity training. It's just like you can be in a royal family and live on your level of thinking and talking and acting is below the level of royalty. And it's a shame to your birth when you live below the royal level. Well, the Bible calls us a holy nation, a royal priesthood. Mm. Until you live out of the eternal dimension, you, then you're basically your construct, how you think, it's human. And yet you're born again. You, you are to be way beyond that. See, listen, see, many people don't cast out devils, which Jesus gave to his disciples. Now, I want to be, be, uh, be honest with you about it. Matthew, Mark, Matthew 28, Mark 16, Jesus gave that word to disciples. That wasn't given to the masses. 
So there's a level of dedication you got to have to be able to access the eternal dimension where demons reside. You're not going to be in the flesh and use the letter of scripture and dominate devils. You, you got to be taken into that eternal world and give yourself to it. It's the word, it is spirit. You, that's why intellectual guys look at the evangelical, non-charismatic guys. Um, they're good people. But if you don't listen to the Holy Ghost, if you're not immersed in the spirit, I mean, you're not going to cast out any devils. Bishop, come on. You can't do that with intellectualism. You can't do it. You have to be, look, he, look Jesus said in John, he's talking to the Pharisees, scribes, Sadducees, and elders. He said, it's the spirit that quickened it. The flesh profits nothing. Mm. You can be a theological giant. You can know hermeneutics and still not be able to handle demons because you can't do it with intelligence. You got to do it with revelation. Wow. Revelation is when God unveils to you the eternal dimension and you live out of that realm. See? So then... The, the, the construct that they're giving to these rioters and all that. Oh, what are they doing? They're burning down this stuff. You know, they're, they're criminals and all that. That's not the point. I guarantee you that none of them ever been discipled by a real Christian. Wow. Go there, Bishop. I, I guarantee you. And, and look, you get born again, you become a disciple, you become a missionary. Look. Instead of those people becoming missionaries, there are a mission field. In other words, somebody has to be sent to them. They weren't sent by God to do that. You think you're going to change the heart or the nature of America by marching. Come on, and Bishop. Then that evil that's going on that happened with the white community. I mean, all the stuff that happened to bring those slaves over here. White people volunteered to come over here. They, they were breaking away from the tyranny of England. But black people were made to come over here. I mean, I mean, look. So, and then even after emancipation, you still had the 1877 compromise. You had Jim Crow segregation and a discrimination act and a civil rights act in 1964 and 65. Why would you need a civil rights act 100 years after emancipation? Wow. Because the Civil War didn't change anybody. Because you don't get changed by your bloodshed, you get changed by Christ's bloodshed. So what you're dealing with is those Gosh, people fire. are of the flesh to do something that meets the need of, of, the, of, of value. Value, identity, and recognition. That's what they're dealing with, identity. They want value. They want recognition. Well, my other book that I did <laughs> called The Amazing History of Blacks in America, most blacks don't even know that history. So they want the white people to do something for them. They don't even know what it is that they want them to do. What do you want them to do? Look, have you ever read this, this passage? Watch this. Isaiah's told me I could go for it. So I'm just doing it. I'm just go I'm for talking. It, that's your stream, Bishop. I'm not talking to you out of the letter. So good. Turn, I'm talking to you. Look, turn to me with me to Ecclesiastes, chapter chapter four. Just just for a minute. I, I I I want you to see this, and and I'm using a new Bible, so 
I'm, I'm having a hard time turning the page. Come on, somewhere. it's good, Bishop. But, so I want you to see this. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. And I'm reading out of the King James Version. Look what it says. And so I returned, verse 1, and considered all the oppressions that are done under the sun. So now look at the view. So he's having uh, a biblical world view. So, so let me give you this. You, 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 you view from the large to the small. You work from the small to the large. So you the way the world says it. Act locally, think globally. See? And, and this actually is what happened in uh, Acts 1, and you should receive power after, but, but, the, but the Holy Ghost has come upon you to be witnesses both in, look, see, what? Samaria, Judea, you got right? In the uttermost part of the world. Look at the progression. You can read it. You can read it. See what? So to act, you have to start from one place and go to another. The goal is to be global in your thinking. Why? Because God owns the earth and you're on assignment to take his place. You're in his stead. So here, here it was, Solomon looking at this and he says, I, I consider all the oppressions that are done under the sun. And he said, behold, the tears are such that were oppressed. And look what his conclusion. And they had no comforter. So now he's looking at things on a global scale. He said, those that are oppressed have nobody to comfort them. So that's the identity, value, and recognition. Okay? Look. And then, and look, and then it says, and on the side of the oppressors, there was power, but they had no comforter. What? I mean, how could you have, now look, this is America, right? Now just let me, just don't get mad at me. Just listen to I'm not as a black man with disenfranchisement, and I'm doing this kind of criticism of white people. I'm talking from a biblical perspective to give you a view. Look, I, I asked this morning, do white people know why God made them white? <laughs> I know I never considered that. Why are you white? And then on the other side, why am I black? There is some creative, redemptive value to that. But you got to get God's view on it. Otherwise, you're going to be selfish, short-sighted in your view, and never live to the level of the creative potential that's in you. Because you're not just culturally conscious, you're culturally controlled. You get your worldview from your ethnicity when you get your worldview from the creator. So that's why you could curse me, um, criticize me, you can call me black, nigger, dumb, all that. Listen, you're not authorized to determine who I am. You, that's not, you're not authorized. You're only showing your, the fact that you don't know me and your ignorance by doing it. But look at what I say. I've said this before, 60, 70,000 people had a promise to me. I said, if you don't like me being black, don't get mad with me. I didn't do it. See? But on the other hand, if you're white, you didn't do that either. So now you're dealing with a sovereign issue. And now, if you're mad at white people, well, we're actually, you need to be mad at God because if they're dealing with your pigmentation, they're underneath the level. And if they're proud because of it, they're underneath the level. 
And if you feel marginalized, you're not seeing from God's viewpoint because he, this, 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 this Solomon said, both the oppressor and the oppressed have no confidence. What's the point? You weren't seeing from God's viewpoint because your comfort from, comes from the creator of it. So all of this stuff going on right now is all about a disconnect with God. But in terms of the creative order and when God made man, the bottom line to all of the nonsense in the whole earth started with Adam. But the last two verses of Malachi bottom lines it out. The curse, the last word in the Old Testament would have been cursed, but the basic reason was what? The division between fathers and sons. I'm going to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I smite the earth with a curse. The curse is a disconnect between fathers and children. So what's the bottom line to all those people running in the streets? The policemen that would mistreat people, but it's just not in that area. It's in almost every area. The unjust rates of airlines the margins of cheating people, the banking interest. Why, Why would you charge somebody 30% interest on a charge when interest is called the serpent's bite in the Bible? God has to bring a jubilee to the country because we greed. It's greed. It's all it is. But look, but what's the point of those people in the streets? Missing fathers. In every family, the conception is done by the union of the marriage bed to the father. How that father raised those children is determined by what, what they become. Now, you know that on a biological level, but what about on a spiritual level? See? Paul talked about, he said, there are many teachers, but not many fathers. So what are we dealing with? the fear in the church, the lack of dealing with demons, the identity of the devil and all of this. I mean, there are people so out of being in Christ. Look, those people marching and, and, and in line and all those rioters, man, that's your church. <laughs> that's your church, man. You don't have to get them to come to a building. They're right out there. They're waiting for you to do open-air preaching to them. Get your bullhorns. Come on. If they're still doing it, where are you at? Where are you? In the house with the mask on or in your car with the gloves and the mask? Oh, I'm going to get something. Nonsense. You're not available to God. You're not. Let's see, I, I mean, I'm fussing right now. I'm going beyond. Now, but look, I'm just saying right now, to me, if I don't die of old age prophesying over my children like Jacob, I want to die a martyr. Kill me dead during the will of God. But now why? I'll be a part of the first resurrection. <laughs> I'll be ruling and reigning with him during the millennial reign, and, and he's going to rule with the rod of iron. That means no external weapons. Anybody out of alignment that gets slammed. <laughs> We're supposed to be slamming them right now based on 
a transformation level to darkness, virus of darkness. Do you know something, people? That what we, what's happening in the earth right now is a direct correlation to what we pray. My house should be called a house of prayer. See? Now, let's be honest about it. There have been several marches. We talk about Martin Luther King. Well, most of you have never read his book, Strength to Love. I guarantee you, every one of those rioters never read Martin Luther King's book. They are fine. Oh, Martin, Martin said this, Martin said that. You can tell what a man believes by what he's written. Strength to love. His, his nonviolent marches were based on the premise that whosoever is born of God, the love of God dwells in him. So look, so let me just let me just say this. Now, this is what I would say. I got a lot to say here today, tonight. But uh, this is what I would say. Hey, look, who's those marchers and who's told the culture um, Matthew 5, just for a minute, look. 43, watch, Jesus is talking now. Read the red, look what it says. You have heard that it has been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, look, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Now, let me just stop there. Who's doing that? I mean, who's telling those people marching, bless the ones that are cursing you. Do good to them that hate you. Love your enemies, the ones that pass wrong laws, that don't, the, the bad policemen. Wow. Jesus, in another passage, Matthew invited, Matthew invited him to his house, the other collectors. They call them notorious sinners. He says, them that are sick need not a, them that are well need not a physician, but them that are sick. Can't you see the people that are sick? But you can't act if you want to be healed. You can't make them heal you. They can't heal you. The fact they treated you like that says themselves they're sick. Spurgeon prayed this prayer. Lord, pity the poor rich. The Laodicea in church in Revelation. You shouldn't have asked me. Straight preaching. Come on, Bishop. I'm, I'm taking it in. This is so good. And look look what he said. Laodiceans Church 3.14. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, and the beginning of the creation of God. I'd love to talk with you about the creative work versus the redemption. It says, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot, I would thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Now watch who he's, who's the audience here. Is he talking to the people in the ghetto? Or is he talking to rich, educated, business people, big church type people? He says, look, because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, look, and have need of nothing, Look, so who's that? That's the can't be ghetto people. Because <laughs> they can't be saying that. I'm not rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. Nobody in the ghetto is saying that. So he's got to be talking to the people who have their power, the people. That's who he's talking to. Not just religious people, the culture. The people in Laodicea, said to be one of the wealthiest churches here in this book of Re Revelation. 
This is the Spurgeon people. They're to be pitied. I don't know anybody who pities rich people. Why should they be pitied? Because it says here, look what it says here. I'm reading in Revelation 3. Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. What? How can people be any of that? Here's what it was. They were economically rich, but they were spiritually poor. The basis of Spurgeon's prayer, pity the poor rich. That's his prayer. Economically rich, governmentally rich. You're, you're a U.S. senator. You're a congressman. You're a business owner. You are so poor that this is the only, only pandemic that has ever happened where the government decided what actions you should take about it. Every one of the other pandemics that we've had, the bubonic plague, all of the other ones that they had, the people had to have sense enough to know if the plague is over here, I'm not going over there. <laughs> I'm gonna close my business down, I'm gonna do whatever. But the government now told people what to do to keep yourself safe. Doctors that haven't even done all the research on it. They don't even really know where it started. And then, sure, it, they, some say it started in the chemical lab, lab, but let's say it didn't. We're still not in the right arena fighting. The devil is the author of evil. Cast down principalities, powers, mights, dominions, wicked spirits in heavenly places. But listen, if you're not eternal in your essence, you're not going to deal with systemic evil at the level that is... Look, Daniel under Nebuchadnezzar never tried to get away. <laughs> and the three Hebrew boys, they were under bondage, man. They weren't pleading with God. They Get me out of here. Those guys came to those Hebrew boys. They came to Daniel to find out how they could navigate while in bondage. Why? Because Daniel could get to God. He was already free inside of him, man, in his relationship with God. Do you get that? Bondage isn't natural bars. Listen, let me just go more current. The Jews that, 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 that were under captivity when Jesus came, he didn't deliver them from Roman captivity. Naturally, they were in that for several hundred years. He delivered them from the bondage of death, hell, and the grave, from sin. But here was the point. I've made you a house of prayer. You could, from your knees, leave the earth to get into the heavenlies. Wow. Wow. You have the nature of God. You can be two places at once, physically in the earth, spiritually in heaven at the same time the nature of god he says i'm alpha and omega the beginning and the end at the same time and we are made in the image of god we're way beyond what we're demonstrating as the creation of god 
way greater than you've ever, you could ever, you couldn't come up with the terminology to define your awesomeness. That's why the rewards you're gonna get, you can't define what those are gonna be because human terminology, you think it's anything you know about? You think the reward that God's gonna give you is something you know about now? <laughs> well, he's gonna give you, they say, well, well, what about, he says he's gonna give you the mansion. Did you look up what the word mansion actually means? It's placement, it's the dwelling place, it's the place you're at. But your resources right now come from God to you based on the place you're at with him. If you're not close to him, then no, you don't see him as your source or as the resource person. All those government handouts that people run to, you know, all that, they are looking at the government as their source. But Isaiah 9, 6 says the government of the world should be on his shoulders. The government don't carry you as a Christian. You're carrying the government. You're saying, well, what am I? Well, Bishop, what are you? Are you Democrat or are you Republican? What do you mean? I don't take sides. God called us to take over. I'm in charge. If the president listens to me, I got the word to help him bring reconciliation between the parties. I mean, look, I'm not anti-president because God says, I look, he put Psalm 75, he said he puts one up, he takes another down. So, okay, God says, I'm the judge. So let me just say this to you. You're not you're in denial about it. Many of you are. You get the leader you deserve. Why, you think you should have a better leader? You should have better leadership than what you have? Man, God, your leadership is a judgment from God. He put, he, he, he allowed that man to become president. It wasn't the conservatives that made it happen. It wasn't, no, 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 God did that. So if you're mad at anybody, be mad at God about it. Let me tell you what they tell Chancellor Merkel over there. Says she's not going to run for re-election because she hasn't been able to bring unity to the two parties. Well, wait a minute. You mean she has to take responsibility for the division between the parties? Exactly. That's exactly what I say about I say about our president right now. See, look. I know what some, some of the conservatives say. Well, look at those, those Democrats. They're just nonsense. They're not in the Bible. They're liberal. And all that. You can say all that if you want. But in 2 Corinthians 5, the church, the body of Christ, and particularly leadership, have been given the ministry of reconciliation. That's something to do. And then he's been given the word of reconciliation. That's something to say. See, what our president doesn't get is his words are insinuary. In other words, his words don't bring reconciliation. He's still the president. He has to take responsibility for the division. Now, for sure it was there before he became president. But because he is president, God made him president because he has the ability to do something about it. Nobody's telling him that he can. For the Democrats not to be able to be changed says that God isn't able to do it. Not that the president isn't able to do it, that God, because this is one nation under God. This is the decree of the declaration. Those early framers were Puritans. Come on, buddy. I'm, I mean, okay, I'm loaded. I'm hitting you. 
that you can run with this. But you, you can't say, when you read, look, I, I got the documentation for the early colonies. I have the doc. You can't read the declarations and not know that 80% of those guys were from Puritans. They were either Puritans or they were from Puritan background. And that's how we became one nation under God. The effect of breaking away from the tyranny of England to have freedom, not looseness, freedom to serve God, serve God acceptably based on the principles of the Bible. Not all these other religions, Jesus Christ as being the, the, the only way to the Father. No, no room with that. There's none. Because that's the Bible. I know, I know, I know, I know. It doesn't, why, should, why should that be out there? Why shouldn't that just be basic? Why shouldn't it be basic? Because you're a low-information Christian. You're low-information. You, you got to grow up, man. Come on. And understand this. So let me go back to the president just for a minute. And the cabinet-level people, and the Senate, and the Congress, all of them. You sold God out first, and you're selling America out over your issue. Watch what the scripture says. This is said to Christians in Romans, Romans 3. All have sinned and come short of the glory. Now, it, it, these, Paul was writing that letter to Christians. He says, not a single one of you are into sinless perfection. Your sin is the level you're operating on. Short of the glory, he's going to return for a glorious church. What? That has not spot, no wrinkle, no any such thing. But it's going to be holy and without blemish. That's your issue. You're not operating at the level you've been born. you got to grow in the seed of the, of the birthright. And look, and what is it? See, so in your growing, you're a babe, little children, right? Right? Young men, adults, fathers. You grow. Some of you still like milk. Milk, come on, food that you take. Milk, bread, meat, strong meat. Your level determines your appetite. It's, oh, he's too deep. No, no. You're not hungry. You haven't grown. So how could God use you to be over a nation? See, So now, Going back to this point that I was making about dwelling place. And my father, I can't wait to get my mansion. You think that Jesus died, was resurrected, so he can give you a house in the next world? You think that's what he's going to do? He wants to give you a house. You're nonsense. What, what are you going to need the house for? What? Keep the sun off you? Put rain on you there so you can be air-conditioned? You don't even have the right perspective of the next world. The issue of authority now, the issue of rewards then is the issue of proximity. Mm. I said that the last time I was on, I said that those 12 disciples, Jesus said, you're going to, you followed me in my temptations. And he says, as my father has given me a kingdom, I have given you a kingdom. So that means they're going to have a measure of rule in something called a kingdom. And then he says, you're gonna sit on thrones. Well, if you got thrones, you got subjects. God isn't nonsense. But then he said, before you get that, he says, you're gonna judge the 12 tribes of Israel. So I said, and Jacob, 
why didn't Jacob's sons, which were the tribal leaders, why wouldn't they judge? I, I said that to you. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't they judge? Because those, those sons knew about God, but Jesus' disciples knew God. Wow. That's the difference. Wow. LeBron's guys that he that was with him, his boys. I mean, they're they rich now. They they everybody knows them, right? Because they're close to LeBron. But there are people who go on the internet and see his statistical data, compare he to Michael Jordan, who is the greatest Michael Jordan. You don't know the dude. <laughs> you don't know about him. You're not that you're not close to him. He wouldn't know you. He probably his security would keep you away from him. <laughs> And that's the way some people are about God. They don't know God. Wow. You're not close to him. And you don't admit it. So you can't, you can't, he's not going to bring you close until you are, 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 and that's the disciples. They were close to him. So guess what? So it wasn't based on their title. It was based on their proximity. Every person can get close to God if they want to. And the Holy Spirit has the hearts. He's here to help you ascend the heavenlies and to be transformed into his image. So watch. So you got destiny. So God made you for a purpose. And then secondly, you got, look, responsibility. Third, you got transformation. So the messaging that you're hearing from Isaiah, let's say you get devils cast out of you. So is that, what is the devil being cast out of you? What does that do for you? Gets you delivered. So now that you're delivered, what do you, what do, you do now? Let's say you get healed. Okay, like debilitating disease, you get healed of cancer. What do you think this young man is on here? You got the spirit of, you feel something hits you. And so I I got healed right there. So what do what did the healing do? Should have brought a new dedication that opened up a portal for you to be the Christian you never wanted. Wow. Because even with your healing, you're going to die of something. But you know what doesn't die? The level you're transformed into. That is permanent. So it's not what you're going through that's the major issue. It's what you're becoming. What you're going through, that's going to pass. The nonsense of the marches and the why. That stuff is already most of it is past. Old mother used to say every storm comes to pass. But what you're becoming, that's permanent. Mm. God's going to assign you a position in the next world based on your transformational level. And whom he did foreknow, then he also did predestinate to be conformed to his image of his son. You are to be like Jesus because you're going to have the responsibility somewhere in the eternal world based on your growth level. Your life isn't about what's going on here. That stuff is going to end. It's all of it. It's going to end. It's going to be burned, too. There's nothing. Listen, people. You're not even going to take your physical body. God's making you a Come on. Everything here is going to burn. That's why none of the rewards of anything you know about, diamonds, silver, gold, all that stuff, it, the elements are going to burn with fervent heat with, at his presence. The reason this physical body dies is because it's not worthy of you. The reason that you're going to get a new body is because the new man that you become, that's forever. The body's temporary. That's why God's making you a new one right now. That body is, is amazing. It has no limitations. 
What can they do? Fly? Do, what do you think? You think you're going to live out of your brain? <laughs> the Bible says standing is of the heart. It's not of the brain. It's not the head. It's the heart, dude. Adam didn't have to think to know. He just knew. He would have never. Listen, man. The only thing that brought his level down was his disobedience. He was made to be like God without trying. You get that? See? And that's that's what we're becoming. So in the next world, look, so the language we're gonna speak, let, let's say, let's say language is made into the next world, okay? <laughs> is there any language that anybody is gonna speak that you wouldn't understand them? Do you understand? That's why language is redemptive. Because what language did Adam speak? There would have been but one language. There's only one blood. That's what he says in Acts 17, 26. He's made of one blood, all nations, one blood, one language, one blood, one ethnicity. Ah, boy, I'm screaming at you, people. So good. You know, when I saw this stuff was real, I mean, I said, I'm walking this. I'm walking in it. I don't want to die until I fulfill the reason they made me, number one. Number two, I want to be so yielded. Now, that means humility, brokenness, contriteness of heart, lowliness, see? And out of that, becoming almost mush in his hands so he can form me into the shape he's ordained me to be. Nothing on the earth is an acceptable goal for you. All the goals that God wants you to have come from heaven. And the Holy Spirit is not trying to help you become anything earthly because any, look, right? I'll just tell you this. So who was it? Um, right here in Atlanta, uh, the largest house that um, the guy that uh, does Medea. Tyler Perry owned the largest house. Now, it was just bought out by Steve Harvey, right? So it's, you look at it on the internet, it's a big house. I think he said 17 million for it. In the next world, it won't even make it. It's trash. Wow. There's nothing to the house, man. But there is something to you. Now, now, Steve Harvey declares to be saved outright, okay? He says, so now, so I'm sure he might have some meetings in the house. Hey, this is what I said I was going to do on the social though, You know, okay, I do want to lay hands on somebody. Now, this is what they say, right? You lay hands on somebody. You can't be laying hands on anybody. They're going to have corona. So, okay, so the Bible, Jesus lied to us. You lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So now, based on the new messaging that you received, they, I lay hands on somebody, you're going to get the corona. That is, man, that is just so ridiculous. And then he says, forsake not the assemblies of yourselves together, as some have. So if you do that, you bring them together, you're going to get, there's going to be a breakout. You're going you're gonna to obey God by forsaking not the assemblies of yourselves together. You're going to come in a big crowd, and you people doing it for God, obeying the word, you're going to get the corona.
That is nonsense. You don't believe the Bible. <laughs> you just don't believe the Bible, man. Hey, that's okay. You know what I say? If you don't believe it, put those masks on. Put those gloves on. Okay, keep your distance. Let's just do all of that. See? Other than that, I, I haven't worn a glove. I'm, I'm in the 70s. Okay, I'll be 72 in a couple months. Okay? So, let's put it, what? Is it old people get it? Well, look, there were 60,000 people that died with the flu last year, 80,000 a year before that. That's a way more than what's happened with this one. Why didn't that become something that you, who, who mostly dies of that? Old people. I'm old. <laughs> I, I want to give kudos to uh, Franklin Graham because you know, New York had the biggest, you know, the number that was they were getting it. You know what the brother did? The first responders, um, Isaiah, mm. brothers, that Samaritan's purse. They know, look, they, he knows a couple of things. Number one, the first one up there gets the money. Come on. First people. <laughs> Come on. He knew that. But secondly, there were, there were people who put that tent in Central Park. They were, that, that's, they're in a war against the powers of darkness who help those people. They're not going to let the, look, Franklin is not going to let the Red Cross beat him up there. Mm. He's gonna beat them up there in any any kind of tragedy like that. But look, and then Ken Barron, a friend of mine who is like executive vice president, he's 70. So Franklin drove his flew his private jet up there. He's not, you know, commercial. He's got his own jet, flew up there. He told Ken, you can't you can't go because you're in the 70s. I need you. You can't die on me. You gotta stay alive. So you stay up there in Charlotte. I'm going though. You tell me I don't admire that. Come on, man. The brother is up there saying, where the devil is sticking his head up, I'm going to put my foot on him Come on. to the degree that he knows it. Okay? I want to say this to you. You got you to defeat death. Now, I want to say a couple other things about it. Now, I got sons over in, overseas now. Look, they're not, they didn't say, oh, America got uh, the pandemic. We're not, we got to get back home. I'm, not, I'm on my assignment. I'm staying over here. I'm not going back to America because of the corona. I'm leaving my assignment from God to come back to America. Why whammers are not doing it? Campus Crusade people are not doing it. Numbers of people, they're not leaving where they are. It's way more dangerous in certain parts of Africa than being the corona here. Wow. Some Look, so those bubonic, some of those uh, um, mosquitoes, malaria, and all this, there, there are diseases over there that nobody knows. There's been no cure for. Doctors are not even there. The only people there are Christians sent by God with the miracle working power of God. They're not intimidated by no virus like that. So look, I break the power of fear over your life. And by the authority of the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. I say to you, Corona, you bow your knee in the name of the Lord Jesus to every person that has the symptoms or that has it. I loose the whole of darkness and the devil over you right now in Jesus' name. And listen, they have to obey me. See, now, look, in Philippians 2, it says, and has been given a name that is above every name. Did you know that you don't just use the name of Jesus, that you are the name? 
Well, what name do you think you have? What name, if it's not his name? Whose name are you then? The new name that you're going to get will give you your personal identity. But right now, your name is Jesus' name in the earth. Just like my son has my last name. And everybody he marries has his last name. He has all of my DNA issues and all, all of that. Same with you. You're of God. You got his name. So when you speak, you're speaking in the authority of the genetic order you were born from. Royalty knows that. Oh, that's Prince Williams. Oh, that's Prince Andrew. His authority is in his name. Wow. User of his name. You are his name. You're born of God, people. So good. Okay, that's all there is to it. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna shut it down here in a minute. Just 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 stuff. I got stuff. I got stuff over here. First Corinthians 15. I want to read that to you out of the new uh, Living Translation. Mm. And um, I want to I want to also give you a picture of my book, um, Your Journey with God. And you're gonna get an e copy of that at the end of this broadcast. People, look at here, man. This thing so good. Four, I, I thought it was 400 pages. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> 464 pages. 464. 500 pages. It's not just a read-through. It's a work-through. Mm. Great people of the past you're going to know about in here. You know, I mean, great people. I mean, I, I did a historical... I mean, from Finney, I mean, look, man, Finney and Father Nash shut down Philadelphia. The margins that was in Philadelphia, they asked Finney to come. They stayed there two years and labored. Man, look, crime pretty, almost dried up. Bars shut down. It happened in Romeo, it happened in Rochester, it happened in with Finney. But the, the premise of it, this praying Father Nash, that's another whole Come issue. On, David, same kind of thing happened with him. Cherokee Indians, David Brainerd, he died young. But his prayer life, his dedication to God, shook everywhere God sent him. That's, that's what's on you. You may not be used to this, but it's on you anyway, I'm just saying. Mm. And listening to this man right here, I mean, I don't think it's a big, a big deal. Look, I was on my way, Isaiah to, some, to um, Zambia when this thing really broke out. <laughs> mm. And uh, when the guy asked me from Overland, Smithhurst is his name, Overland Missions, would you go? Because he said tribal leaders and kings are going to be in a meeting, and I'd love for you to be one of the teachers to teach them about eternity training over there. Wow. And, well, I don't know, you know, um, Really, I was thinking about the, the, the stuff like most people are thinking about. I said, okay, Corona, Jane, I get shut out. And then the Lord shut that nonsense up right away. He says, is heaven your home or is America your home? Come on, Bishop. I said, oh! Come okay. on. He said, so if you get over there, you can't get back. You get over there and die, so what? I'll bring you home. Come on. Said, so then I had to go down to New Life, which I've been talking to those people that should have had you down there a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on that board for 20 years. It got thousands. You should be there, shake the earth. Now they got to see. Now, 
Now they can't get you right now. Come on, and, and it looks like you only go to a couple of churches. Now they're going to have to be begging. Come on. Okay. Paul Zink Jr., you know I'm on here. I'm like a father to you too. I consecrated you to be the pastor over there. And your daddy, Paul Zink Sr. Okay, you good people. I love you. But to get Isaiah now, you got to be begging. Hey, look, you don't like church? God <laughs> shut you down so you can't go to church. God gave him the prophetic word in December. Over there, John Blanchard with over there with Ann Jimenez said God's gonna empty the churches. So you don't like the church, you don't want to stay in there all day. So guess what? You can't go now. Because mm. <laughs> of a little virus. You see that? So this God gave him the word, and they, they were all shouting him down until this thing happened. So now you gotta get him online. Come on, Bishop. That's, that's it. And you better be happy about it, too, that God gave him the, the word to do it. And, I mean, it's feeding you every day. You can't help but like, ah, oh God, I got I to gotta shake the earth. Sure, that's what it is. He's shaking the earth. And I'm, I'm not nearly as fired up like him, but I am on fire like him. Come on, Bishop. Nino. Nino and his brother, all of them over there, they all on fire. They Look. I am not going to get revival. I am revival. Mm. So, so I'll tell this before I read 1 Corinthians 15. So what I'm going to do is I made it kind of a little more difficult for them. I'm getting a sprinter and look. So you know, some of those people that give to me help me buy for it. I want to pay for it cash. I want it this month too. So I put a timeline to it. Wow. Okay. So I want it. It's 150 somewhere around there. I've seen some for like 120, but I want it to be like I want it. Because my wife travels with me, Isaiah, and mm. we go with us as old people. It's got to go to the restroom. Come on. And where we're traveling, a lot of miles before the restroom. So I don't want a camper. This is like a van. It's a sprinter. So we got a bathroom in that gym. Come like, on. My wife, bathroom. Go to the bathroom, woman. I'm still driving some more. <laughs> <laughs> we I'm old sorry. people. We don't care. We don't. We clearly don't care. Don't be old. I am old. I don't care. I'm still fired up. I don't care. But I'm getting a sprinter, so I'm going to drive. So some people me, wrote me and said, well, why don't you get an airplane? I said, right now, I'm seeing the sprinter, so don't tell me about the airplane. Come. I got friends that could give me one of them, but then they'd have to pay the hangar fees. Come on, Bishop. The fuel fees and all that. But right now, I can pay for the diesel fuel. I can pay for the insurance on the sprinter. And I can drive. I don't mind driving. I kind of like it. So good. I love it. So therefore, I ask people, give me $1,000 a piece. 150 of you give me $1,000 a piece. That's 150000 I'm done with it. Mm. It's the first time I've ever done anything like that. I, uh, you know, as long as I've known you I, I, and the people that you know, I know. I don't. I mean, I know the fat boys. I don't ask them. For, Come on. You know, <laughs> you know what? Because some of them know that I'm not called. What you're talking to me about, you're, you're a spiritual son to me. And so therefore, you're introducing me to your. You're not afraid of people listen to me all the time. Because why? You already know. I want you out there. I don't even care if all the whole world listens to you. That's what it should be. Mm. Eventually, you know, you got all those people listening to you. Now, let me just tell you one thing. This is almost private. It doesn't have to be. Creflo Dollar said to me, he considers every person that feeds off of him his church. Wow. Wow, that's good. Okay, and look, and he looks after those people as though they're his sheep. 
Wow. I want to encourage you along those lines too. Because a lot of those people feed on you, they can't hardly go to anybody else. You know, Bishop, <laughs> I wanted to ask you too. Now, I know everybody's listening here and a lot of them have written me. A lot of people right now, especially because of what's going on, are leaving their dead churches. They're realizing that God is moving, that the supernatural is real, that deliverance is real, that healing is real, that repentance is real, that revival is real. And so many people have been messaging me saying, what do I do? I have to leave this dead church. I want you to talk about, if you can, for a minute or two about exiting dead churches. I know people are posting, it's time to exit dead churches. One thing I thought about when I was praying about this and thinking about this, I was thinking, what would happen if many people started leaving these dead churches? It would start shaking up the pastors into realizing the gimmicks and the shows and the productions and the spoon feeding we've been doing is not working for the generation that rising is rising up. I think right now there is a generation that says we want the power of God. We want the word of God. We want to hear about holiness. We want to hear about eternity. We want to hear. I guarantee you the hundreds of people that are watching this as you're talking and I'm sitting here, my mind is blown. I'm taking notes. I'm, I'm freaking out. None of them have heard this in their churches. And, I, and this is not arrogance or cockiness, but the reality is what you're preaching about eternity and, and judgment day and these things, this is not being preached in the average church in America. And in one side, I know people are like, I don't want to leave my church. I've been here for so long. But at the other side, at what point do you say, my pastor's not preaching on eternity. He's not preaching on holiness. He's not preaching in miracles. They don't believe in deliverance. They don't believe in walking consecrated. You know, there's a great compromise in the leadership of the church. I have people writing me saying, you know, the movies, all these ungodly movies, my pastor's out the first one in line to go see the movies. He's the first one, you know, at the bar out drinking. And there's such a a compromise in the churches and people are there's an exodus happening right now in the body of Christ and I would love for you just to speak on some of that yeah you are what you eat and look and that and let me just just say this but your father is who's feeding you it's just there's nothing else to it and we're talking about eternal stuff we're not talking about church membership we're talking about who can feed you the substance that takes you into the approval of God for the eternal? A little stuff going to church and all this. I mean, you, you got this life is more than just going. If you connect with the reality of God by listening to this word that you're giving, that becomes the word you got to live off. And look for 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 truth. Look, Derek Prince. I used to like him. You can go online, probably. Derek Prince. Listen. He was boring. I mean, he's monotone. He's got that English accent. Man, it was like God was talking to me. Man, look, I, look. let me just say this. I, I, I got every possible thing he wrote and, and taught, every, all of it. See, I, I didn't hardly know anybody else black even listening to him. But for me, he fed me. That was it. So I was activated to, into a real seriousness of him. Now, I've listened to some of the other people. I won't call their names because it might impugn them. I listened to that. I've done that. I've, I, 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 can, I, can, I can preach almost all that stuff of some of the contemporary guys are preaching right now. I know the messaging. I know where they got their stuff from. I know who they source. I'm not getting my stuff from no book. And the stuff that God has given you, this stuff here, is not the connection in their heart. So let me just say this. I actually, I actually believe that you can have a church 
which become the people who, who you're leading to the realities. That's the point wow. of literally millions. Wow. See, if, if Facebook can have like half of three, four billion, you could have like a billion people in your church. Wow. People want to be connected with something that's reality. Yeah, yeah. If your word connects them with the reality of God, they should connect and join and say, I'm a part of this church. It's the internet church right now. And then I believe that there are times where you could come to some of those cities where they show up in stadiums. Mm. I mean, I've been to this, you know, the, these domes with promise keepers. But I believe now, see, the whole, the Metron, how, everything is even now. In other words, nobody can brag about the size of their church to determine their effectiveness or how great they are. Because wow. why doing their stuff in front of their fireplace? And in their church, nobody's there. So look, we're on even par right now. Content is king. Mm. And also, you're that new generation that learns what the present generation need to hear and how to access them. Wow. You would be wrong to send them back to places where they weren't at the level of where you're taking them. You're just like, like sending them back into uh, a starvation. Wow. <laughs> You got to accept them. Anyway, they're not coming on their own. The Bible says no man can come to the Father except he be drawn. No man can see the Son except the Father reveal him. If they see the Word in you, God had to reveal that to them. And not, that's not just, well, I decided I want to be on with Isaiah. No, you ain't decided nothing. God's drawing you to that. You're good ground for it. Why should you leave it? So I think probably what you should do is like with your partners. I mean, I just believe that you're being fed. Why would you take your tithes to people where you can't even be fed there? Preach. Come on, Bishop. Would you send the tithes in? Look, that money isn't worth anything. But that word that comes to them has an eternal value. All the money will do will help you be able to access more of these vehicles to get to more people. But there's nothing to that money. But there's, you can't define the value of that word. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's an easy choice. Just get out of the tradition. The tradition is being broken right now. The corona is redemptive. Come on. It's breaking stuff up. It's breaking it up. People want reality, and you are reality. Connect up, but probably in some ways you let them. It's not about just join. They're connecting up with the life stream that's coming from God through you to them. Mm. Break with that. Stay with it. Give, give them access to you. Now, in many of those churches, the mega churches right now, these people got security like LeBron or somebody around them, or like Tiger Woods. And the security is so their fans can't get next to them. A lot of these pastors with mega churches, they got security. Their own people can't get to them. They got security to keep their people away from them. Mm, it's true. They're not touching those people. And that's why, even though we have this, eventually we still got to get to them. I would like people to see me in the flesh. See? But I do want to talk to serious level people. Now, there are, Jesus talked differently to the 12 than he talked to the 70. Mm, that's good. Now, he appeared to 120. 
did what he said and stayed there and waited for their endued. They so everybody after that. So the 120 got the primary um, move of the spirit. All the 380 got the subsequent, and everybody after that who all knew about him, they're getting secondary hits from God. There's a freshness that's coming from you. Mm. That's the primary hit. You got to get it. And those that, that are getting in there early now are going to become disciples, and they're going to become like you out into the whole world. Now, I'll tell you this now. I, I'm going to, you may not know this, but I was at Rodney Howard Brown's church doing his winter camp meeting. We, we just, they, people wanted us to meet, so we met. So he might, he might, uh, he does all of his own meetings. He does preach, he preaches all of them. He got a meeting today. He does it. <laughs> so look, so then when I was there, we met, we talked. He says, I want you to talk every morning before I have the other meeting. So every day I taught those people in his school, River University, on eternity training. They flooded in there, okay? Then he said, I'm going to have these meetings at Constitution Hall for 11 days. And I said to Rodney, he could be listening right now. I said, Rodney, you know, I just can't come there and sit like that. He says, no, no, no. I want you to teach every day. Come on, Bishop. Now, he's radical, but he's not so selfish that he says, because Bishop Boone has this word about eternity, and I'm still teaching, like, faith and things like that, which is okay. It's okay. I want him with me. He was hungry. But look. Wow. So, Sheriff, I'm telling this, all these of you are listening, the one that, 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 that Richard a warrant for his arrest was the sheriff on law enforcement Sunday. He was the one that I walked around with. Rodney, the sheriff, and I walked around his campus. Wow. They brought in their Delta Force. I mean, their, their, the team. They brought their helicopter. They flew it on at the church. They saw what that young man did. But under the pressure, he, he, arrested, he arrested him. But you know what happened after that? The governor apologized for Rodney's arrest. Mm. See, when you're having an impact on the nations, as you're having impact on the nations of the world, governors are going, I'm not going to be the only one excited about it. Come on. See, right now, governors and U.S. senators, and they're not impressed with a lot of the clergy. But when they hear something from you that they're not hearing, mm. they're going to adhere to it. Wow. I got to get. They're going to send their staff to come get you. Some of them. Then some of them are going to not be embarrassed to come find you. That's why you're not going to be able to just stay there. Some of them, you're going to be invited into the company because of the authenticity and the spirit of God that's coming on you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, you're the new generation, and I'm not just joking about it. So you got to raise up as many disciples, the many people that will connect seriously with you as possible. And where your treasure is, there your heart is. The tie that people give to the church says they are connected with what's coming from that ministry. Wow. People, they're going to tithe you because their heart is there. So their tithe's going to be there. Sure, they should do it. They're not losing anything by that. Mm. They're gaining something by it. So, so let me finish this off. This is really important. So if they want to connect, let them. Mm. I'll stand before God for this. Wow. And I'm... See? Most people, even right now, Isaiah, are not new converts. They're church transfers. Come on, Bishop. And 
some cases they should transfer because some of those pastors they're under haven't grown anywhere in 10 years. They're using new examples for the same old message. They haven't grown. So they're being sent somewhere where they can grow. So the pastor shouldn't be like upset about that. It's God's doing. So just go ahead and accept them in. Believe for them to come in because you're going to feed them the word. And then as God give you the wisdom, yeah, Jesus touched people. He didn't say don't touch them. So still, you go touch people. Go. You'll be sent to nations. There's no question that Adeboye that asked you before, his staff asked you, his chief intercessor asked you, you know, I was with Bume when he asked. I was there. Mm. He has three million people in that prayer meeting. Now, you're talking to more people than that online. But, but what happens is when you go there, your presence there will give something different than what's coming off of wow. this. And those people are going to feel something from God that penetrates those three million, the three million people. Young Cho doesn't have the world's largest church anymore. The churches in India are a million people in it now. These churches, they, they want somebody like you. They don't want somebody that's slick. Mm. That they, they feel like they're credible by showing their, the size of their congregation. That, that's not it. Content is always the issue. Jesus drove people away from it. Oh. No. It's what the word that God's given you. That's why you see reaching all these people. Because of the word, not because you're special. You don't act like that. You don't carry that. Mm. God is special in you. And you got to go out and accept it. And that's what it is. So I would say to you, like John Wesley, let people join up with you and connect up with you. And then, as they do, send them places. Mm. Credential. Certify them. Where we've missed it with the universities. Now look, do, those those listening to me right now, look up every Ivy League school. Every one of them, except one of them, came from churches. And for the first 70 years of their existence, they only trained people to be ministers. Mm. That's the Ivy League schools. So they've gotten away from that now. So I'm not saying you do a university. No, we got enough of those. You need sons and daughters that carry your anointing. <laughs> and the booklets that you do or the books that you do, they got to learn those books. They can't just read them. It's not going to be enough. They won't become sons by just reading them. They got to learn wow. them. And then they got to be willing to speak them out and give them away and raise their families up in. You got to revive old mantra right now, but they gotta they gotta get core values, they gotta get coat of arms, they gotta know what they stand for, and you're telling them what you stand for. Wow. So, sure, they gotta get that. So don't be a don't, you're gonna get criticism for what I'm, but you stand your ground. Still be authentic. You see, because people want to keep their members in their church, they want to keep their little group, they want to stay big. They're gonna leave them. The people are gonna leave them. Because there's nothing going on. There's no revival. Wow. And you're going and it's multicultural. That's right away. <laughs> Come on, Bishop.
You gotta meet the rest why all those nations are showing up. What tell me, what culture is the anointing on your life? Come on, Bishop. What what, what race is it? What race is fervency and the fire of God and revival? What pigmentation is it? You're transcending all that right now. So you go ahead and keep on doing it. And let me read this last little bit and I'll finish. So and the other reason I can be honest with you is I said I'm seeing you drinking a lot of water. <laughs> you know what it is. Come so on, I got But I'm gonna pray and I gotta So good. Uh, in First Corinthians 15, now look, people, if you don't look, if you don't know anything, you gotta know this. It is the same way with the resurrection of look at this now. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but they will be raised to live forever. I, I can't discuss that. I would love to discuss it. He's not talking about this physical body you have now. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 1 answers that. Okay? So read that. Here's what it is. Our bodies are buried in brokenness. See, look. But they are raised in glory. They're buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. They're buried in, look as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. Read 2 Corinthians 5.1 and read Romans 8.23. Let, let me read Romans 8.23 for you. I got to go there really quick because I want you to see this. Because I've read Romans so many times, and but I didn't focus on this 8.23, this 23rd verse. Look what it says here. And uh, I got so many markings, I can't hardly what it says here, it says, and we believe also and groan even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, look, including the new bodies he has promised us. So let me just tell you this. You will be able to fly, be in multiple places at the same time. That, that's what God can do. You, you're made in his image, people. You can multitask. You're, un, you're unhindered. But look, the, the Bible says in Hebrews 12, we're encompassed by a great cloud of witnesses. But it also says in Revelations, they are around the throne of God. So how can you be, the people be on the earth looking at us right now and yet around the throne of God at the same time? How can you be two places at once? That's what he says about the church. Because that's the nature of the ability that you have in that other world. You have some of it now. As, as Isaiah is talking to you about casting out devils, you don't have to be there to cast a devil out. Because Devil is the eternal dimension. You, from the spirit, are able to go right where that devil is, and you can't annihilate him, but you can limit him because you see what he's doing. You have authority over. Him. See, angels are always going to serve you. Okay, I'm just telling you. What do you mean? Which of the angels said he sit down on my right hand until I? 
thy enemies thy footstool. He gives his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. See, they are not, they were made, but you were born. You're in the genetic order. They were made by the handiwork of God. But you are born of God. He never said an angel is born again. You're in the royal family. And angels are glad to serve you because all the angels that are left have no pride in them. The ones that had pride, they're bound in chains, waiting for the judgment of angels. All the rest of them, the least in the kingdom, have multitudes of angels, uncountable number. That's what they were made for. You are the body of Christ. You are of God. And, and you're going to be placed somewhere to rule. And you'll never be able to be defeated. And what you're becoming, you are sealed by the Holy Ghost. No such thing as backsliding. See, no such thing as nonsense or foolishness. Amazing power. You are more potent right now than an atomic bomb. Come on, Bishop. That bomb, that's natural. That's na it can only kill the body. It says, fear not him that can kill the body, but fear him that can kill both the body and soul in hell. That's the stuff you're made out of. You're made out of the stuff that God's made out of. You're, you're something to be feared. That's why it's so deadly for God to for you to be fearful. He says the fearful are going to find themselves in the lake of fire because you have no business being afraid of anything. Wow. Not the substance you're made of. You're made of God. You're righteous. The righteous are bold as a lion. You go to where the challenges are. You don't run from the challenges. You go to the challenges. You are more than a conqueror not to avoid conflict. I'll read the rest of this. So, so rise up now as young people. Now, I know young people, you loved it. You can't be too radical for, say, high school age kids. That's why they loved all the, the ethereal stuff. Oh, this is what I was going to tell you about what Marty had. He showed, he showed the hologram, bro, right in his meeting. He pre-recorded what he was going to say, asked himself questions. So he was there physically talking. The hologram was wow. there. And you couldn't tell which one was a hologram and which one was. Could you believe that? Insane. And now they also have the technology out where when you're talking like you're talking now, your face will show up in every one of those countries talking in the language of those people. Wow. The technology is already available right now, waiting. It's, it's available. See, and I'm just saying, I, I, I'm going to stop. I hate stopping. So, gonna... so good. Your dying bodies in verse 50 cannot inherit what will last forever. That's why. So God is making your body that's going to last forever. It can handle everything in the eternal world. You'll never be intimidated by anything. Come They're on, all kind up. of they're creatures to us now because we're unfamiliar. If you read Revelation, which I did just the other day, I just read it. I just wanted to read it again. And there are lots of stuff in there I don't know. Because, again, Revelation is, 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 is according to the level of your ability to be able to receive and walk in it. And when you read about some of those creatures and how they're the shapes of all this, they're only 
creatures to us because we're not hanging out into eternal Wow. That's the only reason they look like, you think everything, you think God looks like you because he says he has hands, heads, ears, and all that? He shows up as, as a fire. He shows up as a small, as a still small voice. He shows up in a Christophany as an angel. I mean, come on. Wow. No physical limitation can show all of who God is. How is somebody that's everywhere at once can be defined in some kind of time-space scenario? Come on. And get out of here, man. God is, he's almighty, he's all-powerful, he's everywhere. What? How are you everywhere? Are you everywhere in spirit? What do you look like everywhere? What do you look like? <laughs> so good, Bishop. Unlimited, that's a limitation question. He's unlimited. You couldn't ask God a good question. You're not smart enough. Bishop, you, I don't even know what to say. I know everybody in the chat this whole time is just like mind blown emojis, freaking out, fire emojis. Everyone's saying they're going to watch this throughout the whole week. I don't know what to say, Bishop. So much download, so much revelation, life changing. I would love to you, before I let you go, I would love you to say a quick prayer over the people. I know people are hungry. I know people are going to re-watch this. They're going to listen to it on iTunes and different sources. But I'd love for you to say a quick prayer before I let you go, just over the people, whatever you feel thank led. You. Thank you, my Father. Thank you so much for this company of people. You said the church is a holy nation, that this man has in his metron a nation of people that's following him. And I thank you so much, Lord. And the language that they all speak is the ministry of the word that he's talking. And I thank you for them, Lord, that these people are not ever gonna let themselves be limited to the language that they speak or the knowledge that they have when Almighty God has come into their hearts and they are the body of Christ. And you are a force to be reckoned with in the name of the Lord. And you carry words that can break the power of darkness. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.